Welcome to the Just Fucking Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Maria Gresta, and I'm a multiple six-figure entrepreneur, business, and manifestation mentor, and I'm known as the Thrive Queen. This podcast is where we talk about sex, health, spirituality, business, and living life on your own terms. My clients are go-getters, action-takers, and do not settle for anything other than living a fuck-yes life. I'm obsessed with helping you thrive in all areas of your life, and if that vibes with you, welcome. I'm so, so, so happy you're here. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to the Just Fucking Thrive podcast. Today, I felt inspired to share with you guys the four main areas of life that when they're in full alignment with just the way you're meant to experience life, the way that you as a human are meant to experience this world, when that's in full alignment, just creating what you desire and experiencing life in such a beautiful way just happens naturally. And I want to make it not complicated, so I broke it up into four main areas. These are four main areas that I coach on. These are four main areas of my life that really helped me just feel like I'm thriving, live a life where I'm truly thriving. And it's four areas for my clients that when we look at the misalignment within each one of these and we realign it, just things fall so much easier and the success you want just comes way easier and oftentimes we're so focused on just one area of life at a time and then we forget about all the other areas but in order to truly live a life where you're thriving it's important to assess all of these areas and really get to a place where they all feel really good and you're worthy of it feeling good a lot of us have Um, or a lot of clients that I've worked with, and I know I've worked with this within myself, we have this idea or belief, this deep-rooted belief that something always has to be wrong. And again, I'm not talking about, you know, people dying or um, something, you know, insane happening in your life, something super traumatic happening in your life, but on a day-to-day basis, we're almost attached to this place of something has to be wrong and so it's almost like we create it because that's our belief we create it right and so if we start to believe something else and we start to get to the root of why we actually believe that then we can start to fully cultivate something else where things aren't you know there's no massive fire to put out (laughs) everything does get to be good and that might feel really far off from where you are and that's okay I remember a few years back, everything felt wrong for me. And these were the four areas of my life that I've, that I've shifted and I continuously shift and continuously up-level in. Um, and so wherever you are, it's, it's valid. It's totally fine. Don't think you have to change all of them all at once right now. Um, this might bring up a lot for you, but that's okay. That's why you're here to learn, to grow, and to really seek... Um, an easier way of being and a way of thriving in your life. Oh my goodness, side note, all of my windows are open because it's a beautiful day here in Texas. You're probably going to hear a lot of noise. Sorry about that. Um, But there is like a huge, like almost Great Dane dog walking. 
and while his owner's walking him and then there's a really tiny one that looks like a tiny version of it it's really fucking cute oh my goodness (laughs) my heart feels so full right now I love dogs (laughs) last week when my mom was here from uh New York that's where I'm from initially um and she came to visit me in Austin for the week and uh she was walking around my apartment complex and she's like holy fuck there are so many dogs and I always forget how little of a dog friendly city New York City is like there's just no dogs because there's like no space for them people are too busy for them you know the percentage of people who have dogs compared to Austin is quite insane here in Austin like you could bring them to the bars you can bring them basically almost anywhere and even some food established you could bring them to they build special like outside um parks for them it's really fucking epic and so okay all on a tangent but let's get into the four areas <laughs> my goal with this podcast is to help you assess each one of these areas in your own life and to help you um see how they really all play a part in you thriving um and help you really question things that's that's really important if my work does nothing else it helps you question your life your choices how you're experiencing life your beliefs and helps you just feel more powerful that something else is out there and I want to help you go after it so um yes we do have the inspired to thrive retreat still open for enrollment we should if we don't I will update the show notes down below in case all the spots are filled but if you really want to do more work on this the inspired to thrive retreat is somewhere that you will want to be if you want me live um in human form yeah so let's get into it the first area is purpose and career for me this was such a huge one I often like to think of these areas of our lives, like we each kind of rank them, you know what I mean, which one is the most important for us at this time, but about four years ago when my life, when I completely changed my life and stopped settling for things that felt meh, um, purpose and career was such a big one, and I was a dietitian, I was a personal trainer, I was making good money um, at Lifetime Athletics, but I was working my ass off. I was awful with money management. I was constantly manifesting my way out of having money, even when I would get paid. And (sighs) feeling purposeful was really at the root of that. Like I was not feeling purposeful in my life. I was not feeling like it was my life's true calling. I was not feeling like I was feeling like something was missing in my career, and I obviously worked my ass off to become a dietitian. If you don't know what that entails, it's a ridiculous amount of schooling to get paid like dog shit, <laughs> uh, like many of us or some of us, I guess. Um, four years of an undergraduate degree. Now you're required to get your master's. I didn't. I got three quarters of a master's, one to two years of an internship, and you need like insanely high scores, like. Most of us were straight A student, maybe occasionally a B, um, maybe one C, like maybe one C, and we basically flipped out if that was the case. You had to do tons of extracurricular activities, and our internship, we paid to um, actually attend on top of paying the graduate school fee. It was it was just a lot. <laughs> and so I worked my ass off. You have to take this ridiculously hard course that you have to study for and pay thousands of dollars just to actually get the study materials for and all of this stuff. And it was my, you know, what I thought my life was going to be based around for the rest of my existence. And I was going to be a science-based teaching human or coach or dietitian and maybe I was going to go into research and all of this stuff and my entire career of becoming a dietitian I felt something was so off 
so awful. Like, I'm just like, why am I doing this? I don't want to work a clinical job. I don't want to do this. I don't want this. I don't, I don't like the pay. Like, why am I settling for this? Um, my heart was actually really in psychology. Surprise, surprise. I never went back to school to get it, but I study humans and I read a ton <laughs> and I study my clients day in and day out, myself day in and day out. And so psychology just kind of comes natural to me, the way we work as humans, our habits, our trauma, things like that. But um, I, I stayed on the path of dietetics because I thought I had to. You know, and if feeling purposeful in your life is not something you feel or feeling in full alignment with the work that you do is not something you feel that warrants looking at. And it doesn't even need to be for money. Like I've worked with clients who make a fuck ton of money and just realize they don't like what they do. They don't love, not even like, but they don't love what they do. Right? How can you expect to live a life where you're thriving when you don't actually love what you do? Not just love the impact that it could have on somebody, but love the day-to-day work that you do. Like You spend hours upon hours upon hours per week. It's probably the thing you spend the most time thinking about doing and actually like you know doing in your life. And you're not going to love it? <laughs> what? Right. And for me, yes, the money was a thing. Yes, I hated all the jobs that were available and the amount of money that I got for it. I knew that I was meant for way more six figures, multiple six figures, seven figures. But at the core, I just I was just like, I want to help people with more than just nutrition. I want to help people with more than just fitness. And for me, that's when um, I really started developing my own online health coaching programs and helping people more with manifestation techniques and applying it to health and really all the teachings that I teach you guys in this podcast and that are still in all of my courses broken down in different ways. And that's when I started to actually feel purposeful. And when I felt purposeful, that's when the money flowed and that's when the clients flowed. That's when the content that I wanted to create flowed. Like everything f- flowed from that place. And so when you are not feeling purposeful and fulfilled by your career, it's really important for you to, to look at that because you're, you're feeling blocked in some way. You're doing the things. You are you know, putting in the hours and you're getting a paycheck for it. And it might be something that you like, are just doing temporarily until whatever happens, happens. You get a different certification or until you have enough money to do whatever. But there's always a way. There's always a way to combine the two 100%. Let's say you want to be a coach in a certain area and you've never coached anyone before and you don't really have the money to pay somebody and you're kind of really nervous. You don't know where to start. Why don't you start interning for somebody? Why don't you start to maybe even work for somebody? There's tons of coaches out there who need team members, who need support coaches, who need... Um, you know, people to help them and learn and and, uh, help them grow their business. And in exchange for that, you can learn. So whether you intern and you do that, whether you get paid, like there's so many options. It doesn't even have to be full time. It could be for a few hours a week. I know tons of people who need help like that, you know? And so there's always a way, but if you're stuck in this place of, I can't be fulfilled and make money or be fulfilled and have a good career. Like I used to think that, you know, I thought that as a dietitian, you were either going to go into private practice and teach people, you know, regular nutrition strategies. 
that were helping with chronic disease or whatever, and that's not who I wanted to help or how I wanted to help people. Or you're working in a clinical job and maybe making your way up or maybe doing research as a professor. And none of that was something that I, I fucking wanted. And so I really got to this place of how can I change my life and my career path to a place where fulfillment is the biggest thing and feeling purposeful is, is the biggest thing. And the money flows from there because, listen, you get fucking excited. Like, I get excited to come and talk on this podcast. I wasn't even planning to work today. I'm recording content. I'm creating content. I'm fucking writing parts of my book. I'm getting clearer and clearer on my projects and what I'm creating. Like, it's not a choice when you feel purposeful. It just flows and it comes. And, you know, they say work isn't work when you love what you do. And it's just, it's it's true. Like, I work really hard, but it's... I deeply love it, and so my brain can't help but continuously think about it. You know, I saw something on Instagram today from Sahara Rose. Um, she's more of like a spiritual kind of leader, person, business coachy human, um, and she was talking about how your your purpose, your soul's purpose, is combining what you love and what you've learned, what you love to do, what you could talk about all the fucking time, what you want to have conversations about. For me, that's deep shit. For me, that is getting to the root of struggles. For me, that's shifting what you embody and why you're embodying it and healing things. And what you've learned, and all of this is what I've learned, it's a combination of you know, health practices that I learned when I was a dietitian and a personal trainer combined with spiritual practices that I've learned over the years. And, you know, I don't think it's either or, I think it's both. And so you get to create a life where you feel purposeful in your career. And I think it's also important to note before we go to the second area of life that will help you thrive is that purpose is not just your career. That's why I have it purpose and career. It's feeling purposeful in in your life, how you're serving yourself, how you're showing up in your life, how you are just experiencing it and you know those you surround yourself with it's everything you know feeling purposeful you get to feel purposeful in all areas of your life it's not just your career and I think in the western world we we suck in doing things other than work I know it's still a challenge for me as much as I preach it and as much as I show my life outside of work and things that I'm doing and taking care of myself and traveling and trying different restaurants and nature and my dogs and things like that it's still or live music like it's still an area where I struggle with personally and so think about purpose outside of your career but also think about your career okay second area of our life and this is in no particular order for me this is how it comes up for me I guess in the order of which I really prioritize my life I guess but really all of them are high priority But the second thing is health. And obviously it's such a huge, huge, huge pillar. If we don't feel really good and we're not taking care of ourselves properly in all ways, which I'll get into in a minute, then no matter what career you have, no matter how much money you're making, no matter how the other three areas of your life feel, something's going to feel off. You know, you're not going to feel energized. You're not going to feel healthy. You're not going to have, you know, energy to do the things that you are here to do. And you can't possibly thrive if you don't feel like you're in a healthy body. And when I say healthy, I don't just mean, you know, a certain weight or a certain eating style or a certain body fat percentage. But I mean truly, like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically healthy. 
And I think the biggest issue that I had when I was a dietitian is that we only dealt with things on the physical world or in the physical realm and completely negated anything else other than like maybe people stress eating. Um, and we were told like, you know, help people go walk their dog and <laughs> go and manage their stress better. But like, you know, they didn't really teach you actually how to do that. <laughs> I don't really know if they knew, <laughs> at least my professors, um, wonderful humans, brilliant humans, but very surface level teachings in that way, even into my graduate courses. And so when it comes to health, it's about Yes, what you're consuming in terms of food and alcohol or water or drinks in general. I should have just said drinks, but alcohol came to my mind. So I think alcohol is a huge barrier in us actually being healthy, like physically healthy. Um, I've been alcohol-free for almost a year now. December will be a year. Um, clearly, I'm rounding up three months. September, October, no, four months, shit. Um, yeah, about four months away from that. It feels like such a long time ago. But before that, I was also alcohol-free for about eight months. And then I think I drank for a month. And I was like, why am I doing this? I think I've talked about that before. But I might create a whole new podcast about my sobriety story. But um, when you go alcohol-free, you just feel how your body and mind feel a lot clearer. Um, there's also a podcast on how it fucks with your manifesting manifestations. Um, with Amanda Kuda. She's an alcohol-free coach. And I'm not saying you can never have it. I'm not saying like it's bad if you do have it. I'm not shaming you if you do choose to enjoy it or whatever. I get it. Like I used to love alcohol. I also just like love wine and things like that. But um, at the core, our body is not made to intake that. Like we've normalized it in our society. And we use it as a crutch for a lot of things and as an emotional crutch for a lot of things. And um, as a way to connect to each other. And it's just very inauthentic, um, in my opinion. And um, I think what we consume in terms of drinking is just, it's very significant, as obviously, as well as food. And food not necessarily meaning low carb or, you know, anything like that, but meaning it's, it comes from the earth. It comes from the earth. It's natural or as natural as it can be. Yes, we're in 2022 and you know, we go out to eat and who knows what they put in the food, blah, blah, blah. But doing our best to choose restaurants and foods and food sources that really make us feel good. For me, I love going to the farmer's market. That's a huge thing. I love being able to talk to the farmers, see how they treat their land, um, support them energetically. It just feels different going there than Whole Foods or something of that nature. And I think there's energy behind food, not just in terms of calories and carbohydrates and things like that, but in terms of... Um, actual like energy that's trans transmuted through the food between animals and how it's taken care of and how that's fed you know I think it all really matters and yeah the source of our food and drinks really fucking matter um but in terms of health too it's your physical body how are you taking care of it are you moving often are you just sitting all day long are you building muscle are you um getting your heart rate up are you staying active throughout the day you know, are you taking care of your um, emotional body through meditation and um, yoga and stretching and just nature walks, you know? Or are you cooped up inside in front of TV screens the whole day or computers or phones or probably all three at some points, right? Um, and last but not least, in terms of health, it's what you consume from the environment, you know, 
different toxins, things like that, depending on where we live. The air is massively fucking polluted. It's polluted in most places at this point, but you know what I'm saying. Um, living, going from New York to Colorado, that was a massive difference, oh my goodness. And then uh, to Austin even, I mean, we're getting kind of polluted at this point, like not anywhere near compared to, uh, to New York, but um, I could notice a, dis- a difference since I've been here for the past almost four years. But also in terms of our nervous system and how much our nervous system is intaking and how much information we're constantly taking in and how much we, you know, consume the media and negative things and things of fear and things of worry. And I'm not telling you, like, don't pay attention to any of it, even though I really choose not to for the most part. Um, you, but you have to set a barrier of how much you want to consume and how it's impacting you, you know? I couldn't imagine listening to the news every single day and listening to just fear-based shit continuously, 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 or who's doing what to who or what countries and fighting with who. And I understand that it's important to the world, but it's not important to my day-to-day knowing, um, in my opinion, and you get to discern what that is for you. Um, so I think that all really encompasses health, the quality of stuff that you in, intake, the actual things you intake, the way you move, the intention behind your movements and what you consume even outside of food. The third area of thriving that I'm going to go into is connectedness. And this is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to talk about. Hold on, there's really loud fucking cars. And like the, the, the roadway, it's not really a highway and it's not really a service road. It's like a road <laughs> that's nowhere near anything. Um, it's just a long road where there's tons of cars and tons of uh, trucks and stuff. It's just like a big passageway here in Austin. Um, and so sometimes you just hear really loud shit and I can't wait to live somewhere completely, uh, <laughs> completely quiet. But that is where we will move next. Anyway, connectedness is one of my favorite things to talk about. And for some of you, this may be a new concept. You may be like, what the fuck is she talking about? You might have vibed with the health aspect, especially the sciencey stuff. Um, but this is just such an important aspect that if you are here, you're meant to hear it. So connectedness, to me, connectedness is feeling really deeply connected to myself above all, because as I'm connected to myself, I can listen to my body and what it needs, what's out of alignment, what's in alignment, what feels really good, what doesn't, what I'm triggered by, what needs to be healed, um, patterns that I have, habits that I have. And when I'm connected to myself, I'm able to listen. And as I'm able to listen, I give myself what I need. And above all that, that should probably be prioritized before anything else. Honestly, that solves most of our problems in the world as individuals. Um, and then it's like a ripple effect into all different areas. But it's being connected to your emotions. It's being connected to your desires. It's being connected to a higher power. I used to not be a religious person. I'm still not religious, but I'm definitely very spiritual. And I used to think that God was just... It was not a word I would ever say. I never thought that I would be saying it on a fucking podcast, but here we are. I've said it before, Um, but, you know, I was brought up Greek Orthodox, and it was very... My family wasn't super religious, although they did pretend to be religious around, like, other Greek people and come, you know, Easter or when they wanted to guilt me into something um, like marriage or a baby or something like that. Like, hey, you need to, you know, baptize them, whatever. 
And so um, I just had a really bad experience. I went to Greek school and um, it was very strict and it was just an awful, uh, the energy was just awful. And all the kids basically did not want to go. We were just all really miserable. Most of us cried. We had certain teachers that were really fucking mean. When you found out you had her, you just cried. And it was just really torturesome. I definitely haven't processed trauma through that shit, but um, that's for a different, <laughs> different day for me. I don't have energy to do that now. But, you know, it was more like a, you have to do this. We had to fast, you know, in order to receive communion. Um, I didn't understand a word they said because it was kind of like Greek or possibly ancient Greek or possibly mixed with Latin. Like, I wasn't really sure, but I could never understand any of it, even when I was actively learning how to speak Greek. I forgot a lot of it now. But, um, yeah, just it was like this uncomfortable experience to be religious or to even talk about God. Um, and it was like this whole thing, like, you have a lot of rules, you have to follow them, and if you don't, you're going to hell or whatever. And... I was just like, why would I live my life thinking that? Like, that just sounds exhausting. <laughs> and you know how, uh, you know, parents, uh, maybe if you resonate with my story, your parents might tell you, I know my my in-laws do, where it's just like, oh, well, when you're in a lot of pain, you're going to rely on God. You're going to start to believe in something else because you have nothing else to believe in. Like, you have nothing else to hope for, right? That there's no hope left. You're struggling so much, you need to pray and I agree with that. I think that, you know, when we're really, really, really struggling as a human going through something or just in life in general, you know, we reach for things that might give us hope and the idea of a higher power can feel very hopeful that somebody's there watching, you know, watching over you or whatever. But for me, spirituality is really just more the belief that I come from a higher power, that um, I have support from the universe. I have support from, um, you know, some sort of a higher power. I just really use the word universe. Um, and in the beginning, because God and universe was kind of so foreign to me and I had a lot of aversions to it, but I kept, like, hearing about it and then reading about it in personal development books, um, I just, you know, thought of, like, my own higher self, um, what, how my higher self would act, what my higher self would do, how my higher self would support me right now. And that really resonated with me because it was less abstract. It was just kind of like a quote-unquote better version of me or whatever I thought of it as. Um, but to me, being spiritual and being connected to higher power really is about knowing that you are supported, knowing that you are guided, knowing that you can't fuck things up, knowing that um, as long as you listen to your intuition... Um, the path will be laid out for you and that you're meant to be successful. You're meant to have the things that you desire. Your desires are there because they were cultivated by a higher power and the universe wants you to succeed and everything in the universe is literally a mirror to you. Everything you perceive immediately is a mirror to you right now. And so being able to look at life in that more, I guess, way of comparison really helped me versus and like you know knowing that I was supported versus having to get to such a low place in my life where I had no belief at all so I had to believe in something else like I believe belief in the universe is belief in myself I think that we're just one and belief in God is actually just belief in me and that I'm a physical manifestation of God and the universe blah 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 and so that's what it means to me but it can mean something different to you but being connected to yourself above all is important in knowing that you were supported 
by the universe, God, whatever you believe in. Um, yeah. Number four, in the last area that I'm going to talk about, I was thinking, like, are there more areas or am I just putting things underneath each category? And I think I'm going to keep with these four categories and write a chapter on it in my, my book that I'm writing right now. Um, these are just so important. They're all the things that I really talk about. And yeah, they're just really important to living a life where you're thriving. And that's my purpose here. My purpose is to help you thrive. Um, but the last one is support. This can come in the way of being fulfilled in all areas, in the physical desires that you want and emotional needs that you have or even physical desires that you need, you know, shelter, food, water, things like that. Um, health, you know, again, coming to back to that idea of support. And this is, again, how everything just kind of ties into each other. Um, this comes back to connectedness and... Um, being connected to higher power in some sort, in some way. Um, this can be being fulfilled in, in your purpose, right, in your career, knowing that you're supported, that as you do that, as you support other people, everything that you want will, will manifest from that place, will be created from that place. This comes in terms of money, which, yes, ties into, like, water and food and physical desires, but, you didn't, like, money doesn't exist, so you can't have it what <laughs> money doesn't exist you can only get it if you do a job you hate or if you're overworking yourself like most millionaires work way less hard than people who work i don't know on subway trains or i don't know i just remember being in new york and seeing people leave you know super fucking early fuck that i fucking left super early sometimes four or five a.m to get to manhattan and just the amount of people that were there working and you know, we're just basically lower or middle class is insane compared to, you know, millionaires who work way less hard, but way more intentionally. You know, I, I do think that there's like a little bit of a trade off time. Like, yes, you do have to build things up and put in a lot of energy. And then once it's flowing, it's easier to keep it that way for some people, as long as you do your inner work beneath your beliefs around money. But I think also, when you're doing the thing that you're meant to do, money flows easier. So that's another way that this all ties into each other. Purpose and career with support. So money's made to support you. You weren't put on this earth to be poor. You weren't put on, were not put on this earth to not do things that you love and have experiences like experiences exist because you're meant to have them, right? And money gets you those experiences. Um, having support from others. And having relationships that really fill you up, I think this was a big one for me over the past few years of really looking at who do I want to be supported by? Who do I want in my space? You know, even today I had an experience where I felt a little bit disrespected by somebody I was having a conversation with and, you know, I had to sit with it and really look at what was coming up for me and realizing that um, I just don't feel supported when people act in the way that this person did and I don't feel heard and I feel really kind of disrespected when this person acted the way that they did. So realizing what, what type of support you need as a human and having people really suffice those things, you know, those different archetypes that you need in your life, um, you know, and one person can't be all as much as we might want it to be. Um, or that person to be like, I love my husband to death, but he cannot be my best friend. He cannot be um, my family member. He cannot be my mom. He cannot be my husband. He cannot be my coworker. He cannot be my coach. He can just be my husband, you know? 
And yes, you might fit into some other different areas, hopefully not my mom, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um, but it's important to look at what support you need. You know, when I first started overhauling things in my life, I really just felt unsupported by my friends. I had a group of friends that I felt like just did not really get me, kind of like the instance that I had today with somebody. Um, I just felt like I wanted to connect in a deeper way. I wanted to have continuous deep conversations, and I wanted to really explore life with somebody who understood life like I did. And my friends really didn't. We weren't really on the same path. We still aren't on the same path. And, you know, I struggle with that a little bit because I grew up with them. I was very close with them. My sister as well, I was extremely close to. And, you know, things just, you kind of just drift off when you explore different types of people. And it's not saying anything bad about anybody. It's just realizing that, you know, sometimes the relationships you have aren't the ones that you need consistently or you need to alter the type of relationship that you do have to get your needs met and feel supported in other ways um so support by yourself and support with others and support with money and support with fulfillment and just support in general you know many of us don't ever actually feel supported and if you don't feel supported internally what do you think you're going to manifest externally you know, so it's about learning to get support in many different ways and then money flows or maybe supported by money, supported by yourself and then friendships flow. You know, if you're constantly manifesting, if you're constantly putting frequencies out into the universe, it's important to look at, you know, if you want to feel more supported, you have to cultivate that internally with you and then your external reality shifts based off of that. And so, yeah, those are the, th the four areas of life that will help us thrive purpose and career, health, connectedness, and support. If I decide to add any, I will definitely create another podcast. Um, but I hope that this supported you in some way. If it did, let me know. Um, tag me in this episode, share it with your audience, um, or just DM me that you listened to it. It means the absolute world to know that you enjoyed my podcast and you got something out of it. With that being said, I love you and I will see you soon.